Joined now by the very popular Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports because he's been giving you winners after winners. Lee, how's it going? It's good. I mean, when you're winning, it's a lot of fun. So, 26 and 10 run the last three weeks and 32 and 15 on the year. So, we're having a lot of fun here. I mean, college football, I mean, the two biggest games for them to end the way they did. Basically, uh, Ohio State with a walk-off win, and then Florida State wins it in overtime. That's why we watch the games, and that's why we love betting on them. Lee Sterling on the HRMP guest line. Let's jump right into the games, give some uh, give some people some winners, one that's near and dear to my heart. In fact, I'm missing the show tomorrow to fly to Lubbock uh, to watch this game. Houston on the road against Texas Tech, headed out to the plains of West Texas. What are the Cougars and Red Raiders getting into in some Big 12 action? Well, you know, a lot more expected out of both teams. So this is a big game for both teams. You know, with the injury to the Texas Tech quarterback, I mean, it's going to be tough for them here. Um, three losses so far for this team, all within one score. Houston 2-2 two and two, uh, versus the state of Texas after last week's blowout win over Sam Houston. I think they might have gotten their confidence back. Uh, I'd like to see them, you know, run more play action, more screens. They've got to diversify the offense. I think the line's just too big here. I don't, I don't want to, I'm Texas Tech latest kind of number here with a team that's dangerous here, might be finding their footing here. I think it's going to be a lot of fun though, but I'm going to take the points. I think Texas Tech wins this game 37-34, but I think Houston's going to take them right down to the wire. All right, Lee, let's get into another one. Oklahoma giving up a pretty big number against Iowa State. I see that one playing out. Yeah, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma here, you know, I, I think this is their defenses, and I'm watching, they're starting to look legit. I, they did uh, get moved on last week by Cincinnati, but once they got into the red zone, Cincinnati could do nothing here. So they might be coming of age. We know that Dylan Gabriel playing at a high level. I mean, that offense is like a runaway train. 12 touchdown passes, only one interception on the year. Iowa State was moving the ball and, and throwing the football last week, but what scares me is if you play Oklahoma and they're going to play hurry up, you got to slow down the game. you got to be able to run the ball here. They threw the ball last week. In fact, in the three games this year against Division One opponents, they have not run for 100 yards or more in any of the games. You got to, you know, with the new rules changes, you got to be able to run the ball first downs, except for the last two minutes of the half in the game. The clock keeps moving here. I think it's going to stop too much with incompletions here. I like Oklahoma. I think they pull away late, 45-16. It's the great Lee Sterling joining us on the HRP guest line. Paramount Sports, Lee Sterling, 26-10 and 10 last three weeks. He's on a heater. He's giving away money with these picks. Uh, Lee, around these parts, we always have the conversation. Quite frankly, it's a national topic as well. Is Texas back? Number three in the country. They're 4-0. and but they're giving up 16 points to a Kansas team who beat them last year and a top 25 team. Is this number too big? You know, it, it might be. So, talent-wise, Texas is better. There's no question about that. And they won last year 55-14. to 14. But the last two games in Austin, 57-56 and 50-48, to 48, two of the best games I've ever watched. They were fun here. Texas defense is talented. But they haven't faced a quarterback with the pedigree of Jalen Daniels. This kid rarely has off games. And, you know, Texas did face Alabama, but now we know that offense isn't anything. And 
The other three offenses they face aren't very good, Baylor, Rice, and Wyoming. So two areas of concern here for Kansas. Their defense can get overwhelmed at times, and they did not play well on the road against Nevada, one of the worst teams in Division One football. But I think they were just overconfident for that game. I think they're going to be sky-high for Texas. They're going to pull out all stops. They run reverses. They run trick plays, maybe even onside kicks here. And their defense, even though they're not great, they get takeaways. Takeaways, you end up in plus takeaways for a game, you're going to be in a lot of games. I think it's going to be another fun one. Texas, 45-35, but the Jayhawks get the cover. All right, Lee, let's switch gears. Let's get into the NFL. Obviously a big game here uh, in this city. It is the J.J. Watt game, as they're calling it, but yet... His brother, T.J., wreaks havoc, and the offensive line has just been in shambles for the Houston Texans. Everybody loving what C.J. Stroud does, but will he be upright, and will he be able to get anything done against the Steelers on Sunday? You know, I don't think the Steelers' offense is that good. I mean, their offensive line, they don't have the injuries, but they're just not getting it done. So, I mean, they did against the Raiders, but the Raiders at home, uh, not very great here. So, uh, I just think that the uh, situation is right for the Texans here. They can prove they can spring an upset. They they beat Jacksonville as a touchdown underdog this past Sunday here. C.J. Stroud making his case for Rookie of the Year honors, being the first quarterback in the NFL to throw for over 900 yards, four touchdowns and no interceptions over the first three games. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to show him some looks he's never seen. They're going to bring the heat here. But uh, I think they're going to be able to use that pass to, to offset it and use the pass to open up the running game some. So they're going to need to score a couple touchdowns, but I think it's possible. I think Houston gets it done here. Shocker, 20-14 to 14 over Pittsburgh. Lee, are you pandering to the audience? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Stroud's looked really Last good. Last week in Cincinnati, they almost hung up on me uh, <laughs> when I went against both of their teams. Same uh, same thing in Seattle. It's okay, Lee. You've been banging on my Cougars yeah. all year long. I, I, I got you. You're fine. Uh, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports joining us on the HRP guest line. Lee, my favorite non-Houston game of the week, and I'm sad that they're on at the same time, is what should be a thriller in Buffalo. The Bills 2-1, and one, the Dolphins just hung 70 and could have had the NFL record if they wanted it. They haven't lost a game all season long. I am, I am thrilled with this matchup, and I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, this is this should have been one of these games that they flexed mm-hmm. to Sunday night. Uh, fun game. Now, I, I always check first injuries, and it looks like Jalen Waddle will be back. He's already cleared concussion protocol. And then weather. And Miami's had to play in some bad weather the last two games when they played up there late in the season in the playoffs. And, and that playoff game, they had to go with the third-string quarterback. No weather at all. They're expecting 74 degrees at kickoff. Zero percent chance of rain. You rarely see that. So I'm watching this Buffalo defense, and they've looked great the last two weeks. They outscored the Raiders and the Commanders, 75 to 13. But I think that White, their star cornerback, and their two safeties, I think they've slowed down a half step or a step. And you do that against, you know, the top two receivers for the Dolphins and also the best two running backs. These are four fastest players in the NFL right now. It's going to be 28 to the gate and good night, Irene. I mean, Von Miller, we know, is not going to be playing in this game here. Kidding? Three points to the Dolphins? Are you kidding me? I like the Dolphins. This should be another great game. Long team favorite, 38-35 Dolphins over Buffalo. 
We, you also are the man that has the gift that keeps on giving because if people go your way with Paramount Sports, they get winners, they can cash in. It's all the good that comes with it. But then you are good enough to join us every single week. And when you do, you also give the listeners an extra free play. Tell them about how to get that and how to get in contact with you. Well, I've got a real strong opinion on this Texas A&M game against Arkansas on Saturday. You want to get this game for free. I've been right every single time four against both of these two teams. So I think the, I've got these teams figured out. You want to get this game, just be one of the first ten callers. Call right now, 800-400-9741. Give you Texas A&M and Arkansas on me and how what a run we've been on. 26-10 and 10 the last three weeks, 32-15 and 15 on the season. We had our underdog shocker last week with Arkansas plus 18, easy winner. We've got a blowout special best bet, and we're 62 and 20 on these 40 to 50 unit plays going back the last 15 years. You want to get, we don't call it October, we call it our October special. Not four, five weeks of games through Halloween night, just $347. Use coupon code SAVE100, only one place. ParamountSports.com. I love it. October, killing it. Lee's giving out winners. Lee, enjoy the weekend, my man. Okay, you two guys. Take care. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. You got to take advantage of that. Twenty six and ten last three weeks. Thirty two fifteen on the season. You can't get that anywhere. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, our really good. Uh, well, my good friend. I don't know how. I don't know how good how friendly y'all are. Uh, Josh Beard. Are you friendlier with Josh or the Who? Oh, obviously the Who. Josh. <laughs> Josh took a picture the other day of him uh, working out. No so it po- wait, he took a pi- he wasn't him working out. He took a picture of the bench press and then the amount of weight on the bench press that he was about to work out with. So I don't technically know if it's true. And it wasn't him in the picture. He took a picture of the bench, the bench, the rack, the bar, the weight on the bar, kosher or not? Is this is this or is it fair? Is it foul? Cash it or trash it? Taking a picture while you're working out, even if you're not in it. Oh man, trash the hell out of it! Like that's just—I just who does that, Josh? I know. I, told you. I mean, my man has <laughs> my man loves him some him. I mean, from being an outstanding guitar player to the workouts to the hoop sessions, I, it's just—I just—I could never do that. But if I mean, if that's what you want, you feel good about doing. I think that's the obvious question, though. If you're going to post the the uh, the scene, then then post the crime. Go out there and sh- I, get I, somebody to film you. Now sh- you, I think you got to be in it. You 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 I mean you talk about going to the gym? I, I go to the gym every day. Which I think you just do it in conversation. Like you, I don't think it, it's never. But a, I've told you this. I don't like, and I, I hate even more when yeah. people either ask you or they have friends in the gym go, "Hey, film me doing this." And I know that the females do it more than the males, but they're like, "Hey, can you film this and, and yeah. get me doing this at this angle?" And I'm like, "Come on." Anytime, the worst you, people, anytime that you bring up the gym, it's it's like just in topic of conversation or like conversations that you have with buds. But right. this was a picture of the bench that he was about to use to work out. Yeah, allegedly, things. he needs to be in the photo to prove, or it needs to be a video to prove he actually did that. Or yeah. I can't 100 percent believe it. But, but even but, then, you don't really know. Yeah, you don't know. No, no, no. I'm not saying like at that no, point. It's still like it's still, like, it's still, cross, it's still borderline. No, I'll, I'll I'll believe that he can do it if he has a video of him doing it. But at that point, it's like, eh, should yeah. you be posting yeah, pictures of you working out as a middle aged man? But the worst people in the gym. It's been a while since I've gone. Are the ones Same. who have the video, like pointed at them, and then they get annoyed yeah. when people walk by. Oh yeah, like it's not your space. It's just because you are putting a video for Instagram. Like doesn't mean you have the right to that walk that walkway. It's so those weird. people are the worst. Yeah, I, I'm with Jeremy in the fact that 
people that know you, if they see you do it or whatever, and they notice it, that's one thing. But I'm out. The, I'm not out there promoting. Like I see a lot of times that there are buddies of mine that'll put out their like sleeveless T-shirt posing after you know you got all jacked up lifting weights. Pretty good for you know this my age and whatever. I'm like, I don't. I'm just- you know what? I'll even go a step further. I don't believe that cameras belong in the gym. I don't disagree. Period. Like anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Josh Beard, Joel Blank, 24-year-old woman. Like cameras do not belong in the gym. Whether you're taking pictures or videos of yourself or you're trying to be a creep and take pictures How many and videos times have of you other seen people. The creeper where the, you know they don't belong. they're looking like they're taking a picture of their buddy lifting and all of a sudden they start roaming because the girl that walked by. And then the one thing that really got me was there was this woman that asked a buddy of mine, can you film me doing this? Yeah, that's so, what we just texted into. And so he did it, and then she went back and looked at it and goes, no, 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 you didn't do that right. You didn't get the right angle. Can you do it again? I just said, here's your phone. Go get somebody else. What the hell are we doing? No, cameras do not belong in gyms. For anybody, for anyone, for whatever the purpose is, you need to keep phones. Cam- that phones are fine. Cameras away from gyms. 713-780-ESPN-HRMP listener line. It's not the first time and the last time we're going to talk about Beard. And I think he makes an appearance or two in Bad Take mm. Boulevard a little bit late. We have a lot of personalities on Bad Take Boulevard today. Uh, if the Texans can get to the bye at 3-3. Three and three, And look, Lee Sterling just really said some good we things did. about the Texans. If the Texans can get to the bye with a 3-3 three and three record, they will be in contention for an AFC South championship. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Take his pork chop. I don't want his pork chop. I want his life. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Accidents happen. Did you know over 250,000 Americans die of accidents each year? If something happens to you, is your family protected? To- On ESPN 97.5, it's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. 7869, uh, I do dumb things in the background when people video themselves at the gym. They usually have to do it over again. I tip my cap to the troll. Curious how it makes the relationship after that between you and the video subject. I guess you just don't care, which I admire that too. Um, 0201, Blankers and Branham are just mad they're fat. If they look like something, they wouldn't be hating. Ha 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 ha. I'll have you know, 0201, that I'm very good looking for a man who's 30 pounds over overweight. And then Blankers looks like a pit bull. He's jacked. That's the other thing too. Like, I don't care what you think, but... You know, you send that through a text line when we don't know what you look like. So why don't you send us some pictures and we'll tell you no, what you look like. Please don't. Send those to at Jeremy Branham. He would love to be the first one to judge those thumbs up, by the way. It sounded like you wanted no, to No, because I just think them. that it's easy to, you know, when you're sitting there ducking and running under, you know, a phone number on a text line that you can take your little pot shots. But at the same time, that's the other thing that bothers me. The people that care more about what they wear to the gym than just going to the gym to get a workout in. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, you know, I'm not going to wear, you know, the the, the, the skin-tight tank tops and the spandex and all that other stuff. But everybody is so concerned about what they're wearing. And then, like, and Joe, you can appreciate this with your Jordan collection. I love the Jordans that I have. I'm not screwing them up, wearing them in the gym when I'm trying to get a workout in. I'm saving them for, for you know, better occasions than that. There's people worried about their shoes, too. That's a bad take. If you're wearing J's to the gym, that's, I, I that's feel a like bad take. Kind of collectively, like, I, this goes almost back to, like... Unless you're trying to get chose. I guess they're trying to get chose. 
I guarantee. Yeah, like if like, somebody's wearing maybe. J's to the gym, they're trying to get chose. Like this goes back to like Ricky Fowler for me. I hate people who feel like when they go golfing. I'm curious. Are you, I'm 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 in. It, no, I'm not, bought into not this. Ricky Fowler. Who Who's, wears the J's? Who no? Who wears like the? They would wear the all orange. Well, Ricky or the, Fowler because he went to was Oklahoma State. Yeah, no, no, he went to Oklahoma State. There was I thought there was another, he would all wear like, all blue or all white or all lime green. Maybe it was Fowler. Fowler that was Fowler early well, in his but, career. But you, yeah, Tiger I, did it. Tiger was was the Sunday Reds. He never wore lime green. With yeah, black pants. Like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like they had to wear like the lime green pants, the lime green shirt, That's, the lime was, green that hat. That was Fowler. Like I just I, don't know, I thought it was so lame. Like I think if you're going to do something like that, like just just be you. You don't need to go over the top. Maybe that's him. It's he wants to be top. splashy and different. It's just like we were talking about with baseball. He wants to spice up the game of golf, get brighter colors. Yeah, I mean, the, he's, let's be honest. He's doing what the advertiser tell him to do. That's fair. He's <laughs> making millions <laughs> and millions of dollars with, from Puma. Let's call Let's call a spade a spade. Which, by the way, Ryder Cup starts at like 1.30 a.m. Trader. You're going to walk. Trader. Wait, I'm wearing my USA hat. You bet on You, you bet, bet against on the last time. You Both going with them this time? True. You going with them this time? Uh, no, I bet, I bet the. You know the last time the Americans won in Europe? No. Me either, but it was a long, long time ago. So, yeah, I'm, I bet on Team Europe whenever You're still we were traitor circling, Jeremy. But I'm still wearing – no, it's a difference between heart and head. It's separation of church and state. There's separation with heart and head. I I, my head not, is telling me Europe – your country. My head is telling me Europe at those odds. I feel really good about getting Europe at plus money. My heart is still rooting for USA. I hope I lose money with the, uh, the Ryder Cup. I hope they, they, they win. I'm going to – I'm not going to wake up early and watch it, but I'll, I'll turn it on. I've thought about it, but I'm not either. But I'll turn it on as soon as I wake up. Yeah. I just, there's like a, there's a lot of that stuff. Like, like UFC, I love the UFC, but when they're, when they start fight cards at like six in the morning, it's just, it's not for me. I just, I'm, I'm not that guy. I can't, as much as I love sports, when they play overseas, it's not for me. Yeah, I, I the yeah. only exception is the NFL. But even, but even like that's British 9:30. Open, but British Open is exactly. a decent time. Like the British Open mm. is up at seven a.m., six a.m. The, the I'll get up groups. and do that, but I'm not doing one forty-five in the morning. Well, the Ryder Cup late groups are like seven a.m. Like the the British Open, like that's like the early flights are like one thirty a.m. as well. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, but crazy. on the weekends when they kind of make it right, made for was, TV, they're, they're later. because yeah. they're and they're in the later. I groups. think that's like the worst part of Twitter. Like the the Olympics is a, is a, is really guilty of this, or, or gets like kind of ruined by this when the when the games are all happening overnight, and then you wake up and you already know that LeBron's dropped forty versus like Russia, yeah, and you're like, well, live. I, I can't like it's already on Twitter. Like, there's no way to ignore it. I know when we have this job of like the the total Olympic experience Twitter's is ruined ruin, by yeah. Twitter. They they almost have to. I, I I think they do now where they show it live at the actual hour. Yeah, and then they replay it later, yeah. which I think in the past they just pretend like the replay was like kind of live. Yeah, they would pretend like it's live. Yeah, but Twitter killed that. Like, like the news cycle killed that. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think you give everybody every option, right? If you didn't see it, and hopefully no one told spoiler alert gave you the spoiler alert, then you can catch it because they rerun it, or you could be like AT and T Sportsnet and you could have the game play at its regular time and then run it over and over and over again, like they did last night's game, which is still running. Yeah, <laughs> so you'll never miss an inning, and if you do, wait for a couple hours. You can see it again. Uh, he's blank. I'm Branham. All right. So if the Texans get to the bye at three and three, I legitimately think they're in contention for the AFC South title. Blankers. Their next three games, they're, they're they're one and two right now. We know that. So this isn't like this must win coming up against Pittsburgh, but it's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. You know, the spreads within reason. Now, you know, the left tackle situation's terrifying. Oh boy, it is. But the next three games, you're home for Pittsburgh. You're at Atlanta. You're home for New Orleans. Win two of those three games. You're three and three entering the week seven bye that's that's doable 
it's doable to win two of those games, right? Home for yeah, Pittsburgh, absolutely. Atlanta, home for the Saints. I think it's doable to get to three and three. Now, if you're not three and three by the bye, like these AFC South aspirations for me, they go out the window. And it, maybe it's a daunting task to be three and three by the bye. I think it's plausible. I think it's doable. Out of the bye, their next three games at Carolina. They look terrible right yep, now, don't right. they? Home for Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay's not deep. great. They're, they're probably better than we gave them credit for, but a, but a team that you can win, yep. especially at home. At Cincinnati, I don't feel great about Cincinnati. Like I don't feel great about that game, even though they're struggling, but they are struggling. So you go 2-1 and one in that little three-game pocket right there. That puts you at 5-4. and four. Your next three-game pocket, home for Arizona, home for Jacksonville, who you already beat on the road, home for Denver. That's easy to get two of three say, there. That's the biggest thing is the fact that the schedule is in your favor all season long. You knew we knew going into the season that it was a very very easy schedule, and you know that your division is not loaded with the talent you thought because you just went and beat the favorite for the division in a team that you've owned over the, the history of your franchise, and you seem to be in a position to do that yet again. And the Colts don't scare you, and they're you know, and Richardson's now dinged up a little bit, and the Titans don't scare you to the point where if you handle your business, and right, that's a tall task with the offensive line and some of the, the obstacles you're dealing with, but this, there is a scenario where you could be in the mix because of all those variables and because your quarterback looks so good. All right, so enter the bye at three and three. That means you got to go two and one in these next three: Pittsburgh, at Atlanta, New Orleans. Could be tough. Maybe it's doable. The next three after the bye at Carolina, home for Tampa, at Cincinnati. Again, I think that's doable three, to possibly. get two yep. wins. Your three after that are three straight home games: home for Arizona, home for Jacksonville, home for Denver. I think you should get two of three out of that stretch. You already beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville right. is the toughest of those three. At that point, if you get two of three in all of these, treating these like baseball series, kind of, you're seven and five. Your next three games at New York, who knows what they're going to look like in week 14. And if it's still Zach Wilson, that's a problem. Trevor Simeon's going to be on a heater right then. And their defense is tough. Like I don't think yep. it's a layup for sure, but it's a winnable game. You go to Tennessee, who knows what they look like in week 15. Like, is Ryan Tannehill their quarterback? Probably not. That means they're either going with a second-year quarterback in Malik Willis playing? or a rookie quarterback in, in Will Levis. Yeah, I mean, they, they might shop off Derrick Henry. And Henry looks terrible right now. He really doesn't look good. And then you have home game against Cleveland, which Cleveland's defense is really good as well. Let's just say you go one and two in that trio of games. Like, let's be, let's not be overly optimistic. Let's not go super homer hat. You go one and two in that three-game series. That's still an eight and seven record going into your last two games, which are Tennessee at home, and it might be for a division title week 18 on the road against the Colts. Wow. Like, that's, it's doable looking at the schedule. Even in that scenario, that's a win. That's a win for your year. Yep. That's a win for D'Amico in year one, Stroud in year one, Slowick in year one, Nick Casario in year one. You look at all those things, whether you win it or you don't, depending, and we saw what happened last year, but same scenario, but a totally different outcome because no matter if you win or lose in that scenario, everybody's going to consider the entire season a success because they got there. They were at a point where they were competing for it when no one, including myself, thought that they were going to be in a position to try and win their division this first year with all these new guys. The, all these trio of games, I think it's I think it's doable to take two of three. But let's say you split, because there's four trio of games, if you look at them in quarters, let's say you split them. Let's say you go two and one and like two of them. You go one and two and the other two of them. You're still seven and eight entering week 17. You're seven and eight in a bad division where I think nine wins is going to win this division. So if you're seven and eight going into week 17, you're in the division title hunt. I really think that the Houston Texans will be in the division title hunt after 16 weeks of the NFL season. 
That would be rather impressive. I think they're going to be 7-8 and eight going into Week 17. And if they are, then all the fans should be extremely excited about the future. They should be really happy about the season. They should know they got their coach right. You got the quarterback right. You, you got your offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. And you feel like, hey, this is the team going in the right direction that we now can get back securely on the bandwagon, that we can support and devoutly go back to being red, white, and blue and all the time for you the kind of fans that you want to have in this city because after all the scorn and all the misery and all the idiots that were involved in it, you feel like you got a football team again and an organization again. And that's exactly what you want. You want that feel-good story after this first year because the sky's the limit after that. And I think you know if that's feasible and plausible and they get to that point, that, that'd be a celebration in Houston. Cash or trash, 7-8, and eight, entering the final two weeks of the season. I don't see it happening. All right, he's trash. Schedule, man. The schedule's the, schedule, the thing in their favor. The I just I don't know when tons, the, the the offensive line's going to be healthy. It I don't know. Should be know. better next week. I mean, even I if, sure hope so. even even well, if you don't like have Tunsil, you're getting Scruggs and you're getting Howard back. Yeah, that that that's a that's a huge key. The and then Josh can Jones they develop a running me. game? No, the running game stinks. That scares me too. The Josh Jones aspect of this kind of annoys me. Yeah, like he's I don't like that at all. A hand injury, like if the hand injuries usually aren't one week deals. What are these guys bare knuckle fighting right? in the in the weight room, or like, what's going on? What are inside of these blocking dummies? Yeah, they're in the weight room t- when they're not taking pictures of the videos of them bench pressing. They're bare knuckle fighting. Have you ever heard of an offensive lineman or any player at all that plays football that missed a game with a hand injury, didn't have a broken bone? No, nope. or or a turn like a torn ligament. No, because they get so taped up. Like you're not going to miss a game for a jam finger. You're no. not going to miss a game for a cut. Like it's got to be a torn ligament. Old or a days break. they used has to, to put be. a ball cast on it and say yeah. do your best. But now now you're going to miss multiple games. And that's really tough for an offensive lineman. I think a defensive lineman you could pull that off easier. But an offensive remember Conrad lineman, Dobler yeah. back in the day. No, used to, oh, no, I know don't. you don't. I do. But <laughs> if you, if you a, Google it. He yeah. he played with like a massive club fist, and he used to hit guys in the helmet with. Was that uh, with his leather helmet as well? No, thanks. I gotta go. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Bad Take Boulevard. When we return, tons of ESPN ninety seven five personalities make an appearance on Bad Take Boulevard today. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. I have a suggestion for all the personalities that will be on Bad Take Boulevard. Don't worry about it. Have a gentle bin as you sit back and enjoy a great segment. You know that I like a good drink at the end of the day. The vodka, the gin, the bourbon, all part of my rotation. Let them be a part of your rotation as well. Gentle Bend Spirits does it all, and they do it better than anyone else. How, you ask? Well, they're revolutionary Perseido technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you will ever taste. Purification of Gentle Bend is unrivaled. You'll love what's not in it. Try a sip of Gentle Bend vodka, gin, straight bourbon, or the cast-strength bourbon, and compare it to whatever you drink, and you will never go back. I've been a Gentle Bend man ever since I had that first sip because you get all the flavor and none of the burn. It is so smooth. It is so clean. Enjoy your drink. Don't work through that drink. Look for Gentle Ben at whatever liquor store you stop in. Ask for it at your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar, or head to the Gentle Ben tasting room. Also, head to GentleBen.com. You can search where you can find some Gentle Ben, but you can also order Gentle Ben straight from GentleBen.com. That's right. Head over to GentleBen.com right now. Put the vodka, put the gin, put the bourbon in your cart, and they will deliver it straight to your doorstep. So many, so many people making the, uh, the the list this week of Bad Take Boulevard. And we start with someone that I don't think has ever been on Bad Take Boulevard. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, Blankers, because it's you. Uh, Joel Blank yesterday, beginning of our show, Michael Brantley will never play baseball again. We said he's done. That's it. It's over. Just shut him down. But then if that's the case, why do we continue to act like at a certain point he's going to be a key member of this team again or he's going to play again? I firmly believe he's not going to be able to help you anymore. You, you don't. 
Four hits. I yesterday. said I was wrong. <laughs> I admitted it before I got put on the boulevard. That's I mean, true. you did. Do it, that. it was funny. Like that that video went out, and all of a sudden he just starts, just, and I'm like, oh, base hit, man. base knock, base hit, double down. Believe the line. me, I walked in the gym this morning, and I had three different guys go, uh, you got some explaining to do today. I go, yeah. I was wrong. Okay, that's okay. Strong stances are good. He proved you wrong. I mean, but he's that was so awesome. incredible. Like. He can. It, it, he could go on the injury list for the next five days or be out for the next five days, roll out in the wild card round and do that every day. Even the last like, at bat when the game's basically decided and he just he waits the extra little half second and just takes the pitch, puts it right there for another hit and just keeps on steering the wheel at first base. I was wrong. I tweeted yesterday that uh, they should bring him back next year and put him on a fireman schedule where he plays ten, two days, 10-day IL. Two days, 10-day IL. Two days, 10-day IL, and just do it the entire season. Pay him like a million dollars? Who says no? Who says no to that? So he Blankers, because someone's going to overpay him. Probably. I, 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 I Honestly, my real take, because I mean that's obviously a joke take, I think he's going to retire. I think he's done. I don't think he wants to do the grind of having to have a sore shoulder, work really, really hard to play for a few days, sore shoulder, work really hard to get back in line. I think he's going to retire at the end of the year. Well, plus, he also banked $12 million for playing like half a month. So, Blankers, you make the list. Thank you. Was that the first time you made the list? I don't know. I think I so. I think so. Do Probably. we have the Chris Jer- Give him the full treatment here, Joe George. He needs the full have treatment. Have you made the list? All the time. Yeah, I put myself on the list all the time. I don't remember you making. I've been that. on the I've been on Bad Take Boulevard at least three to four times. I give. Uh, yeah, I mean we do we do not. I think we put we put I think we put Branham kid on uh, Bad Take Boulevard one time. We do not. You just made the list. There you go, buddy. Why would, no you, one's for why you. would we put Baby Branham? Because on we don't discriminate on Bad Take Boulevard. We put ourselves on the list. We know that we put Joe George on the list. We I put live on everybody. the list. We were going to put somebody that couldn't see on the list. Like we do not discriminate. <laughs> On Bad Take Boulevard. We so that, just don't do wait, that. We're not doing that? I forgot. What did Willie say? Willie, I don't remember. Willie, Willie said he couldn't see very well. No, no, he we were talking. Castillo it was, was against a lefty. The lefty. Yes, oh, that's yes, right. Yes, he yes, said yes, Luis yes. Castillo. Willie makes the list. He said Luis Castillo was a lefty. But then he called back he called and back, said he couldn't yeah. see very well. And I just. Which which we appreciate you listening to us, Willie. We, we always will take your call and we always have healthy conversations. But we do not discriminate on Bad Take Boulevard. So because of that, Willie, you also make the list. For thinking Luis Castillo was a left-handed pitcher. All right. Another ESPN 97.5 personality is on the list this week. It's not the who, because we don't know who the who is yet. But it is Josh Beard for this doozy he said the other day. That's going to kill me. I, having lived in the Midwest, I like Kansas City barbecue better than Texas barbecue. Oh, Josh Beard. You like Kansas City barbecue more than than Texas barbecue. So what what he's telling us is he likes molasses in his barbecue. He likes a little sugar in his barbecue. He likes some sweet. Oh, Josh, uh, Joe, I think Josh Beard's the best thing that ever happened to you for Bad Take Boulevard because I think Josh Beard is <laughs> going to have more appearances people. than you on Bad Take Boulevard. It, it distracts you. Just made the list. Away from Josh Joseph. Beard. I, it's honestly, I, I just I told this to Josh when I was. Filling in with them yesterday, I was like, "That's just one of those takes you need to keep to yourselves. Like, keep it to yourself. But yourselves, you don't, you don't, you don't want to tell people that take. Like, that's and he, and he acknowledged he was going to get killed <laughs> yeah. for it. But like, that's just one. Like, it, I, sometimes Josh pass. is a little over his skis. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not sharing that one. That that was uh, that's okay. a bad take, Josh Beard. No, I well, hold said, on, one more, one more for Josh Beard. Because not only did he make the list once, he makes the list twice. He makes the list not once, but he makes the list twice for saying Kansas City barbecue is better. And then also, I noticed this the other day when Josh posted his bench press picture. His profile picture on IG is him doing radio on the flagship to hell. 
How how long oh, is how long no. has Josh been? With you us just now? made the list again. A month, five weeks, five weeks. Josh, what are you doing with your profile picture on IG, which you're very active on, especially with your gym pics? Why why are you doing radio on the highway to hell on your IG? You've had five weeks to change this. You've posted seven bench press pictures since then. We need HR and P to call that. <laughs> Do man. I have to change mine? What is yours? What is was, your? Oh, yours is on the field for the World Series, right? But, yeah, but yeah, I was there no, covering it for the other place. No, you, do you, yeah, is there, you're, you're is at there, the World Series. Is there a picture of like the, like their signage at no, all? No, Mike like, flag look, hat. Look at that! Like it's a banner of the Highway to oh Hell. My God, right it's blatant. Him. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Josh Beard might be the first back-to-back Bad Take Boulevard nominee in Bad Take Boulevard history. Okay, I said that uh, Carolina barbecue is better than Kansas City. Is you that put fair? yourself on the list. No, it's not. Carolina you, barbecue is the worst of the four. It's really? Texas barbecue. You just made the Carolina. list. It's vinegary. See, yeah, I, no. I like it more than the sweetness of Kansas City barbecue. See, because uh, I, I like Texas the, I is like tier pulled pork. one. Agreed. Well, if you like pulled pork, I, I like Memphis pork better than Carolina. I've never done Memphis before. Yeah, I'm a more Mem- Memphis, Memphis pork is pretty than Carolina. Good. Memphis, my Memphis and Kansas City are probably close for my second. I, it depends on what kind of meat I'm getting. Like Memphis pork, give me there. Beef, Kansas City is better than than Memphis beef. Carolina is a distant fourth. Yeah, put yourself on. Did you already do it? You already put you just on made the list. All right, because uh, again, friendly fire with Bad Take Boulevard this week. This one's tough because. I don't know if we could ever take Paul seriously. Like, 50% of the time, I can't tell if he's serious. Like, I really don't know. I feel like I have a pretty good galant dar. I feel like I have a pretty good idea of when he's being sarcastic and when he's not. I feel like I can read him well, but the thing is, half the time, Paul's either trolling or he's not being serious, so it's hard to tell. But if this was, if this, it might be a joke. I don't know. Paul on Twitter yesterday, there was a ground ball, Suarez hit it, it was 4-1, to one. it was off Romber. Two out, scored two runs, and Brantley came up, filled it, he didn't throw it to the plate, right? He just tossed it into right. third base, which was a heads-up play. Yep. He didn't have any chance to get Caballero a rounding third and scoring. Paul tweeted, Brantley didn't even throw it home. Maybe there was no chance of gunning him down, but it doesn't seem like a great sign for his shoulder. So those are two bad takes there, but again, I don't know if Paul's being serious or if he's joking, I have no idea. Maybe it's baseball, Paul, I have no clue. One, it was a good decision by Brantley not to make a bad throw. Remember the night before we were talking about Altuve's throw, Jordan's throw, Tucker's throw. They were all net negatives for the Houston Astros. But the other thing is Brantley throws with which arm? Throws with his left arm. Throws with his left arm. Which shoulder was the surgically repaired shoulder? Right, his right shoulder. Right yeah. So Paul saying Brantley didn't even throw it home. Maybe there was no chance of gunning him down, but it doesn't seem like a great sign for his shoulder. It's the wrong shoulder. Paul Gallant. That's tough. Now I don't know if he wasn't. Be- I don't know if he was being serious. Or like- that's, that's tough. Always the, the kiss of death. The final blows when Joe. You hear Joe just go. Yeah, that's tough. But there's a fifty percent chance Paul's trolling. Like uh, I don't really know. That's why we put him down to fourth. I don't know if it. Like I don't know how bad a take I don't it know, is. Man, because he might be trolling. Yeah, but he trolls a lot. He does. He also said know. the Cubs were already packing up their bags and going home at this point in the season. Todd Not says yet. Paul's uh, Todd said Paul doesn't actually like baseball. Like I, if if he's if he was serious with that tweet, very much bad take boulevard. If he was trolling with that tweet, I tip my cap. You got me. I usually have a pretty good Paul ga- uh, Paul Dar. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I don't have it here. Now the Twitchers are I don't have it here. Uh JJ Watt said he's not sure who he's rooting for this weekend. Are you serious? Yep. Eh, his brother's on the team. You just made the list. Yeah, Can't you root for your brother to do well with the Texas you, to win? I think you uh, have to make a decision. This is like Paul wearing the Mariners Astros double jersey. No, it's not <laughs> because Paul had like a, a run a cup of coffee in Seattle. He's been here for way longer. 
Okay. <laughs> like, TJ Watt is JJ's brother. Like, you can sell me on that. And the Texans did, you know, kind of ruin JJ's career. Oh, so he said he doesn't know who he's rooting for? Yeah, he said he doesn't know who he's okay, rooting so for. Okay, so you're putting him on Bad Take Boulevard for not making a stance. Yeah, he's for being make right a stance. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think his, I think the proper response is, I want the Texans to win, but yeah. I want my brother to do what he's been doing all year. I'm with Joe on this one. It's a bad take by not having a take. Like, make up your mind. If you're going to root for your brother, hey, 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 it's your brother. It's like, blood. It's not, it's not, it's not like it's Mama, it, it's not like Mama Kelsey who goes to the Super Bowl wearing the split jersey. That's mm-hmm. tough, though, because, like, son's on both teams. One of them, like, yeah, I one get of them's that. Not going or if, like, J.J. and T.J.'s mom was at a game and she had the split jersey. That's different. What about uh, what about Taylor Swift? Well, who's she going to be split with? No, well, who knows? She's going to be hanging out with Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. John Mayer. That's right. Oh, they, already, they split. She's going to Monday Night Football. I can't wait. Can't wait. Not going to watch. Wait. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Did you, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that's the story that the, the Jets... Single game tickets went through the roof because she's going to be in the building. She's going to be in the building. She elevates everything. I mean, she brings the best out of I just, everything. That, that doesn't make like because you're hoping to see her with binoculars. You're in the same building as Taylor Swift's a huge deal, massive, massive. Yes. She's going to make oh. she's going to make NFL football a thing. I meant to tell you guys too when you brought up the whole popcorn or the 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 whole thing they took her out of the suite with. Oh yeah, that she actually uses that. They had video of it on one of the shows. They had video of that she uses that during her concerts. <laughs> to get onto the stage, they have the same kind of uh, food cart uh-huh. that she popped out of. So it's legit? So it's pretty legit. I thought it was legit. Yeah, someone that it's was filming it goes, she's in there, isn't People she? People called it a popcorn machine, but it was a food cart that had cart. popcorn yep. on the top. Yep. Yep. Uh, I've been uh, made aware to uh, tell uh, at Jeremy Branham to go to at Josh Beard Radio on Instagram, and he changed his profile I'm picture. Gl- see, look, not like Taylor Swift but, elevates Travis Kelsey in the to, NFL, the Killer Bees elevate Josh Beard. But he wants you to look at it. So it's a picture of me, I No, it's not. Well, I'll have to look at it here in a little bit. I'm doing radio Probably right him, now. Probably him, Press. But thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> Chef on the Twitch says how he nominates uh, Jeff Blum to be on Bad Take Boulevard. I can't remember it what day. It was Monday. Yeah. It was Monday. Yeah. He said, uh, welcome to this beautiful Friday night. It was you Monday. You just the list. Yeah. What were you doing all weekend? Like, <laughs> then, he, then he started saying, we've been on the road all year, like, and I lose track of the days. I lose track of days sometimes, like one, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, but never, Friday, but never more than like a three day delta. Like Monday, Friday is like <laughs> Monday, Friday. That's outrageous. Jeff Blum makes the list. Uh, one final one here, I suppose. Um, how do y'all feel about The Office? The show, The Office. Joel, Joel doesn't watch TV, watch. so it's it's with Michael Scott. It's the, the greatest show ever. I guess it's not the original Office. I guess it's the American Office. Yeah, the American Office is like half of its one of the greatest shows. Did ever. you ever watch the European one? I did. How was it? It's good. I never watched it. I think it's only like a season or two. Who's in the European one? It's the popular dude. I can't think of his name. Circus? No. Nope. No, no, no. It's a popular dude, but I can't think of his name. Um, But The Office, you say it was the best show ever? I think it's up there. Like the Michael Scott era of it. But once he leaves, it just nosedives. I think it's probably like top 10. I don't know if it makes my top five. I'd have to look. Steve Carell's character was Michael Scott. Ricky yeah. Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Oh, he's very popular. Ricky Gervais was the uh, the British version of The Office. So they're, re- they're rebooting The Office. And this lands on Bad Take Boulevard. Reboots are terrible. Even like the final season of two of The Office, where, like when Steve Carell was gone, was terrible. Yeah. I hate reboots. This is a very bad take. I don't want to see The Office ruined with a terrible reboot. You just made the list. You make the list, whoever's creating this. I Is it really going to happen? If it's going to make money. Uh, yeah, it probably will. I, is it going to be a full reboot or like some kind of continuation? I don't know. Don't love this, though. Even, either one's terrible. No, if they if if Dwight Schrute is the lead character mm-hmm. and they're continuing the office, you could probably sell me on that. What is he going to be, like, like Schrute Farms? No. Well, they, were, they tried. 
They did. There is a episode in the office towards the back end of the show when they go to Shroot Farms for a majority of the episode, and that was going to be a pilot for Shroot Farms. It was going to be a spinoff. Huh. Now I'm saying like he he's the manager of the office when the show ends. So like if it picks up with him running Dunder Mifflin. You could sell me on that. I don't, I don't, I don't think I watched the final so season funny. of The Office. I had no idea that Dwight was the manager of The Office whenever it ended. I had no clue. And the final I, season's I liked fine. The Office. Yeah, the final season's fine. The, I, I got, I, it lost me in the final two or three. Well, how, once, many, how many seasons was Carell not on it? Like three. I think like three. Because once they got rid of Will Ferrell. See, I didn't even like, it like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. And like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, that's not right. That's the wrong name. Well, if it's the right segment, you can wrap it up with that one. Yeah, I guess that was tough. Yeah, that's a good way. To, that's a good Will way to book Farrell. in. Bad you just you made, the list. made the list. Why he ended up tying was, Josh Beard? I thought I was gonna <laughs> that's not a, avoid that's not a bad it this thing. week. That's just a bad pronunciation. Uh, JJ Watt, who made the list of Bad Take Boulevard this week, he took a full page ad in the paper yesterday. What's your favorite JJ Watt moment in Houston? And Blankers brought this up a while ago. That running back uh, position. Should there be a running back competition with the Texans? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Coming up, coming up soon. You're not going to want to miss this. Oktoberfest and Beer Fest right around the corner at the Kima Boardwalk. Rock on October 6th through 8th at the Kima Boardwalk. Free concerts all weekend long at Oktoberfest. This is your weekend entertainment, and it's free. Starts on Friday, October 6th. Get ready for everything that's right about rock and roll. It's a band with really that's really loud, really loud music, and also really big hair. The Velcro Pygmies will take the stage with hits from Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Poison, and more. Then on Saturday, October 7th, the day gets started with dance and variety band Yelba, and then Journey tribute band Escape will wrap up the night and then Sunday, October 8th, it all comes to an end with Houston's hottest cover band, The Slags. They perform today's hits, the classics, and everything in between. Head over to KemaBoardwalk.com to see that full band lineup. Also make plans for Beer Fest. That's Saturday, October 7th, 2 to 5 p.m. Great way to spend your afternoon. The Craft Beer Fest you've been waiting for. 24 breweries and 72 craft beer samples. Outstanding if you're a beer lover. Uh, buy tickets in advance at KemaBeerFest.com. You get a $5 discount. Count if you do so. You can also head over to KemaBeerFest.com to find the full list of breweries, which include uh, Buffalo Bayou, Woodchuck Cider, Sierra, and much, much more. If you're looking for something more family-friendly, bring the family to Boo on the Boardwalk and have a spectacular time the whole month of October at the Haunted House with live music as well. Spooky movies, arts and crafts, trick-or-treating, and more. Great for the family, great for the kids. See the full schedule of events and concert lineup at KemaBoardwalk.com. I just uh, pulled up Beard's uh, new Instagram picture. It's not even of himself. It's a better-looking version of himself. That's kind of sad and pathetic. And it's also a guy wearing jet gear. You should be careful with that. That didn't go all that well for the other guy. I was guy. just going to say the so, same thing. Just saying. I don't know if this was your best move here, Beard. Uh, 713-780-3776. Beard's going to go as Carrot Top for Halloween with his jet gear. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he is a Jets fan, he's probably not long for this place. Mm. Just, just mm-hmm. saying. Um, JJ Watt took out a full ad in the paper. Uh, he, he thanked everybody. Said his entire goal in Houston was just to make the city proud. You did that, JJ. Thank you for that. What is your favorite JJ Watt moment in Houston? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What is yours here? The Blanker? pick six in the playoffs is probably where I'll start. Uh, I mean, that was a guy that was so much on the top of his game, but that you know they needed that. He was. You know, he was doing his best to do everything he could to carry his team to victory, and that was a massive moment that really kind of put him on the map in Houston and made everybody else take notice, too. 
That's where I'll start. Yeah, I, mine's probably off the field, uh, to be honest I with you. I thought about that, the, too. On the field, that's mine. And I think it's fair to you know separate the two because I don't think that anything is going to, uh, from at least like what he did for the city, like the, the uplifting pick six, the interception, like the, the loudest energy stadium probably ever was. Like He put himself on the map as you know, he's going to be a dominant player for the Houston Texans. But the, the Hurricane Harvey relief, uh, you know, just being able to raise the money. Like it was a small goal at the beginning. I think it was like, what, 100000 And all of a sudden, it got into like the 30000000 million. He kept having to raise like it. Yeah, he kept, yeah. well, let's shoot for a mil. Let's shoot for this. Let's, and before you know it, you're in the 30 mil range. Yeah, so that to me, because, I mean, that was one of the biggest devastations the city has ever seen, quite frankly. And for Watt to kind of organize that and to raise so much money for a city when when they needed it. And it got so many people, Mm -hmm. you know, houses rebuilt, food for people who were without, water, things like that. Uh, That, to me, is the best thing that J.J. Watt will ever do in the city. I think the pick six from a playoff perspective solidified his status in the history of the Houston Texans. I think the hurricane relief efforts solidified his legacy in the city of Houston forever. I mean, you know, we're always going to remember the greats from the Oilers to the Texans. He's he's obviously right now the greatest Texan of all time. Mm-hmm. But when you solidify yourself with a city that's the fourth largest city in America, the way he did, that will never be forgotten and people will be talking about for, you know, decades. That's pretty big. A goal of 200,000 turned into 37 million. He raised 37 million dollars when the city was Oh, and then wasn't devastated. It, wasn't it just like it just ticked me off so badly when people were starting to question like what he was doing with the money and where it was. It's like, you know what? Slow down. The man just raised you an ungodly amount of money in the biggest time of need in, in your city's existence. And now we're going to, we're going to start nitpicking. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- those are really good. Some other ones that are texting in uh, now three, nine, seven, seven. I love JJ playing often. What they call it? The Watt cat. Yeah. The Watt yeah. offense. He had a few touchdowns. Sev- several in one year, right? Three or four? Yeah, he was pl- like he ran for one, I think. He caught, caught one, one in the corner. He made like a great diving catch. Yep. Like yep. it wasn't a like it wasn't like a routine like walking into the end zone uncovered. Like he was covered and made a diving catch towards the pylon. I remember that. 9497 uh when JJ caught touchdown passes. And and to to what you said, like I want to double down on that, piggyback off of that. J.J. Watt is the greatest Houston Texan of all time. I don't think it's close. No, it's not. I, I love People love Andre Johnson. People love, you know, certain players for certain reasons and, and for certain lengths of time. There is no doubt in the history of the Houston Texans there is one man on top of the mountaintop in terms of the greatest players in Texans history, and it's for everything. It's for everything. It's it's the dominance when he played, for how long he played in a Texans uniform, and then when you couple that with everything he did off the field, and yes, everybody remembers the hurricane relief, he did so much more. Every time that there was a hurricane, a tropical storm, something else going on, he was in the community, he was constantly out there and about trying to help. He was wearing Rockets gear and Astros gear and at all these sporting events, he was... You know, he wasn't a, a, a born, naturally born Houstonian, yep. but he got here as fast as he could. And once he got here, he made sure everybody knew he loved the city. Someone on the uh, the Twitter bandwagon sports, he says that uh, hearing you guys talk about JJ, JJ and his impact here, we never won anything while he was here. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, never got to an AFC championship game, never got to a Super Bowl, which Houston Texan teams did. Right. None of them. J.J. Watt, and J.J. Watt wasn't here every year that you got to it. Actually, he was. J.J. Watt was here every single year that the Houston Texans have reached the divisional round of the playoffs. Four years that they did that. J.J. Watt was here the four times you got to the divisional round. This organization has not been further than the four times that they had J.J. Watt on the team and they lost in the divisional but, round. So, Watt 
took this organization to heights that it's never been. Let's also c- c- consider the fact that he doesn't play on the offensive side of the football, though he tried and though he even made efforts on that side. But he was scoring touchdowns for you to give the offense help when he was a defensive player the entire time. He's not a quarterback, a wide receiver, a running back, yet he did everything he possibly could every time that team took the field in the playoffs. So I'm not going to you know, besmirge his reputation and his name because of the fact that they didn't win or get to the AFC Championship or a Super yeah, Bowl. but I argue that. Like, they did win. Like, for this organization. I'm saying an AFC Championship or I understand, Super Bowl. I understand that, but we're looking at J.J. Watt's merits as a Houston Texan. Like, we're not looking at J.J. Watt's merits compared to the all-time greatest defensive ends ever. Where does J.J. Watt stack up in Houston Texans franchise history? We think he's the greatest yep. Houston Texan in franchise history. You can't say, well, he didn't win. The four times this organization got to the divisional round of the AFC playoffs, the furthest that they have gotten each four years, 2011 is rookie year, 12 is sophomore year, 16 in 2019, J.J. Watt was on that football team. So relative to being a Houston Texan, he took this organization to heights four different times that have never been done before. He yeah, did I win was, as a I'm Texan. I'm just responding in the way that it was worded, too, in the fact that, look, most people think that in order to have said, you know, said you've done something, you either won a Super Bowl, you got there, or you got to a conference championship game the fact that he didn't do those things okay yeah you can say that but the fact is is that dude was as dominant as any player on the field while while he played he played in your uniform he did the things you said as well and even in the playoffs he was scoring touchdowns it's pretty impressive i mean and he's the only guy who's going to be a first bout hall of famer for the houston texans for a very long yeah, time until cj stroud Oh and CJ Stroud, oh boy, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson have probably the best odds to be the next one. I mean, Andre's going to get Watt. in, but he's not going to be a first exactly. ballot. And like, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. And, and like Andre was, like he he was always part of that conversation of like who's the best wide receiver in the NFL. But JJ Watt was so clearly the best defensive player. It wasn't just the best pass rusher, outside guy. Like JJ Watt was the most dominant player in the NFL. Three time like defensive player time, of the year in a, yeah. in a row, runner back up, to back to back, runner up MVP, right? Second MVP one year yeah. too. So like some people were kind of dogging on Watt here on the text line. It's crazy. Uh, some people responded to the like the Texans didn't go far. He said, "Well, what, what Houston Oilers did." That's another good point. Kind of opens up mm-hmm. a different conversation because I think Watt's the greatest Houston Texan of all time, greatest Houston football player of all time. I think you have a conversation between. Between Watt and Earl Campbell. Yep. Um, 713-780-3776. Somebody's saying, are they going to retire Bill O'Brien's headset and hang it from the rafters saying that he did the same thing that J.J. Watt did? Like, Bill O'Brien was never coached. year. I think the, the better look is you retire the butt chin because then when it's hanging up there, it looks like something else. O'Brien also went to two divisional rounds. Kubiak got the Texans to two, so he didn't have the same resume in terms of winning and how far a team got. Um, I think we have a lot of Cowboys fans that text the show. Maybe so. Eight zero seven four. JJ covered the cost of all my middle school sports uniforms. That's a pretty cool story. Didn't know that. And then Josh from Seabrook, the first ever playoff game where he dominated Katie's own Andy Dalton to steal the win, and that that was that interception yep. game. A lot of great moments for JJ Watt. And they'll put him in the Ring of Honor. I, mean, I think the Buffalo Sunday. the Buffalo playoff game is up there too. He came I back mean, with the I, yeah. He's he's injured, but then towards the end of the game, he gets the big sack on yep. Josh Allen yep. to help secure the win, so they can be disappointed next week when they play Kansas City, but J.J. Watt coming back, was that a torn labrum? I think it was. Like it was another That's bad, the one where he always has to wear the brace. The rest a, of his career, he yeah, had to wear that brace. It was another bad injury where he should not have played, but he came back way too early, and then he showed up in the biggest moment. Like That's what he did consistently for this franchise. Like He is the best player. It is going to be, take a Super Bowl to, for someone to pass him, I think. I think so, too. I remember, play the quarterback yeah. position. Yes, that's fair. Zion says using him on the goal line, his favorite moment. 713-780-3776, your favorite J.J. Watt moments. Uh, what's the right approach 
for the Astros rotation the rest of the season. They're off today. They take on Arizona tomorrow, first of a three-game series, final three games of the regular season. How do you handle the pitching rotation the rest of the way? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.